All right. Happy Monday. Happy Labor Day. Yes, same to you. Uh, did you do anything fantastic today? I napped. Well, that's not any different, right? Well, you, good point. All right. But, but anything to celebrate Labor Day? What did you do today? Or did I, you, I napped. All right. All right. Good. So in the name of Labor Day, you took an extra nap today. And I went grocery shopping. All right. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right. So that's a good point. You know, I wanted to ask you about that. Is uh, It's Labor Day. And so most of us view Labor Day as a three-day weekend, a chance to barbecue and stuff like that. We get a day off. But these people at the store, they didn't get the day off. No, and I did say Happy Labor Day to them. And did they appreciate it? They did, because they're like, oh, thank you. Happy Labor Day to you. Oh, all right. All right. So that's good. So they're probably getting uh, overtime or yes, something like that. Yes, time and a half. Yeah, there you go, working on a, uh, on a holiday like yeah. Labor Day. So what about the um, other people who have to work on Labor Day? You know, because we, we forget about those kind of people. You know, there's police officers, mm-hmm. uh, fire department, doctors, nurses. Uh, all kinds of people. And even people that work at fast food restaurants? Yes, yeah. They, all, I mean, every, there's yes. many, many people that have to work on holidays. Here we are, live on the air on Labor Day, right? We could be at home napping. We could, but, but we, no, you know, our listeners need to know what Labor Day is all about. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let's start this show off right. All right, Tiffany. So hello and, and happy Monday. Happy Labor Day to everyone. I am Marty Jalove with Master Happiness right here with my bestest buddy, Tiffany. And we come at you on WRLR.FM uh, 98.3 on your FM dial. For those of you who still dial the radio, uh, we come every Monday at 7 o'clock uh, with Mastering Happiness. This show is called Bacon Bits. It's about bringing a little happiness into your life. Uh, remember, we're always surrounded by fear and anger and sadness. And sometimes we've got to be reminded that there's a lot of reasons to be happy. So Tiffany and here are your uh, your cruise ship operators. We're going to uh, help you help you discover those new paths of happiness. And so today we just want to talk about Labor Day and some of the history of Labor Day, what Labor Day, uh, why we celebrate Labor Day and um, how we enjoy it and what it was the past, what what has led us to this great three-day weekend? Because I think everyone out there loves a good three-day weekend, right? Uh, I certainly do. I always get a, a little afraid that, because some people say we should switch to a four-day work week, all right? And I'm always afraid of that because then we're going to get used to the four-day work week, and then we're going to say, oh, I, I want a four-day weekend uh, or a five-day weekend. I want to work towards a three-day work week. You know, we'll <laughs> always keep moving it in that direction. I do that all the time. <laughs> wanting a four day um a lot of companies too now um either summer break they'll have um called summer hours okay so they work extra hours monday through thursday and then are able to take fridays off okay good so good. they still do in the 40 week but they're able to work the extras monday through thursday sure. and that, but that's the summer hours in the winter they go back to the yeah and i believe labor day is when that stops okay all right because labor day so many people view labor day as the official end of summer yes all right it's the last hoopla we go out there we barbecue we enjoy the sun all right and then just say now we're heading towards fall no don't say oh fall is beautiful the thing i do love about fall is when people um have campfires and you get that smell of the campfires yes and then i also like um when i walk the crunching of the leaves on okay. the ground when I walk on the leaves sure. and it crunches the. I love right. that sound too. See now, my uh, my daughter Lauren is listening to the show right now, and she unfortunately uh, she loves the look of a good campfire, but she doesn't like the smell of campfire. <gasps> 
Okay. Oh she, my gosh. It gets in her hair and and her clothes, and she's got to go and take a shower like every fifteen minutes. Oh my gosh, okay. I love the smell, and I take my hair and I sniff my hair because I love the oh, smell. Oh really? <laughs> I'll have to tell her that she'll love she'll love that. But I I I'm with you. I love a good campfire, and I do like the, and the crackle smell on me. Oh yeah, the crackle of the wood. I'm finding anything that'll burn just to throw it in there, just to, <laughs> to see those flames. A chair in the house. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Throwing that in there. Well, because I've got, you know, uh, one of the projects I always do is I'm working with scrap wood. I build these rolling bars. You know, I'm part of the Brotherhood of the Traveling Pints. All right. And <laughs> so this weekend, I put a lot of labor into uh, fixing up one of our little rolling bars. And it's it's cool. Uh, for those of you who've never tuned in or hadn't heard of uh, the Rolling Bars, the Brotherhood of the Traveling Pints before, what we do is we take all the scrap material. We don't spend a cent on it. So we find wheels, uh, repurpose wheels. We repurpose all this wood, a lot of pallets and stuff like that. You don't buy anything, and you build an entire rolling bar that's an outside bar that we wheel from house to house, and we bring the whole community together on a project like this. It's very, very fun. So I spent a lot of time this weekend oh. working on that. And I'm very excited because I have now a pile of scrap wood that is going to be burned and for our first big campfire. Well, why are you going to burn it when you could use it for another rolling bar? Well, what ends up happening is I'm talking about the small pieces, you know, these pieces of six inches, oh. eight inches long. They're cut on funny angles and stuff. Oh, They're, the yes, funny yes. angle pieces exactly. of wood. Oh, That's right. I see. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't like the funny angle no, pieces of wood. No, exactly. So what we do is we take all this wood that was used somewhere before and had a life. And then what we do is we repurpose it, give it another life, and then all the little edges and stuff like that, then we burn and we enjoy You know, it. they, they want to be loved, too. <laughs> That's true. And they are loved. We, we, we sit around the fire and watch them burn. That's how much oh. we love them. <laughs> So that's what that was the labor I've been doing this weekend. Mm -hmm. So I was really getting into it. Did you do any work this weekend? Anything that you'd consider labor? Um, I did dishes. All right, there. I did okay. laundry. You did, and you grocery shop. I grocery shop. I clean the litter pans. Okay. I had right. a whole list of stuff. I I was supposed to so, mow the lawn, but I didn't because it's really not that long. Because there was no yeah, rain. I should have I should have mowed my lawn as well, but maybe I'll do it sometime yeah. this week. Yeah. All right. But, my napping but, was more important. Exactly. But did you do something fun, something exciting? To, it, because, like, you know, we said this is the official end of the summer. Yeah. So what did you do exciting to say, hey, we're going to finish this up? I don't think we did anything. Slept in and we went out to dinner. All right. And, go uh, go anyplace fun? Um, in Richmond, it's called Seaside. Um, Seaside. It's part of Paisano's. Seaside, okay. seaside something. food, seaside okay. something. Very it's good. It's in Richmond. It's uh, in Richmond. Yeah, Illinois. That, it's is, right on the border of Wisconsin. Oh, is that? That's not where the is that where the big corn maze is. Oh, that Rich, I don't. Oh know. no, you know what? That's Richardson's corn corn maze. I love that place. It's enormous. I think it's the world's largest corn oh, maze. Oh, C C um, C prime. C prime. C, C seaside prime. All right. Yeah. Very so, good. Yes. Very right. good. We go there a lot. And then parked next to us was a uh, uh, 56 Rolls-Royce convertible. Beautiful. Yeah, Beautiful. I, of course, I took a picture. I loved it. Do you it was... want to show the listeners the picture? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. See? Oh, my gosh. That's gorgeous. <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, I almost got a door ding because it parked a little too close to our car. Yeah, that's amazing that somebody with a Rolls-Royce is going to park Beautiful. that close. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful car. Um, yeah. And so they just didn't care where they parked. Huh? I guess not. All right. Well, um, 
So what type of car? I mean, do you have a Rolls Royce as well? Maybe that's why they wanted to park next to another. We do have car. a black Tahoe, which was, it's very nice. All so right, maybe so they had to. And the ironic thing is there were parking spots all around, but they wanted to park next to our Tahoe. So maybe they said, this is a high-end car as well. This Could is somebody. Be. And they said, they'll protect the Rolls. Either that, they're like, hmm, what car are they going to steal? Our Rolls Royce or the Tahoe? There oh, they're going to steal the Tahoe. Let's park next to them. Who See? knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Maybe, maybe. All right, so anyway, uh, Tiffany, let's get into the show. The idea here we wanted to talk about was a little bit about Labor Day, why we celebrate Labor Day. And as always, we do an acronym of BACON, B-A-C-O-N, and we want to talk about Labor Day and why we should be happy about this, which some of the things, the awful things that happened in the past that led us to Labor Day, uh, and I want us to, to just take a moment and think about what has happened in the past, how it has changed, how we have grown as a country, how we grew as people, and the changes we've made to make the world just a better place and to make it more enjoyable for our children as well as ourselves, okay? So uh, B for me was barbecues and picnics and uh, parades. That's the type of thing that everyone is always thinking uh, Labor Day is about. Pretty much. Yes. Pretty much. All right? Uh, A is agriculture versus manufacturing. The whole reason, the whole thing that started Labor Day was a big change in time when we started becoming an, more of an industrial company, a uh, country, not company, more of an industrial country. And we were moving away from agriculture and we were starting to invent things and start moving towards a more industrious uh, atmosphere. And so a lot of people in the north part of the country started uh, opening factories, etc. So that's it. And we'll get more into that agriculture versus manufacturing. C is child labor, long hours, low wages. This was the stuff, this was a horrible time in our country, all right, that sometimes we want to sweep under the rug. We don't even want to talk about it. But we we do need to listen to ourselves and find out what led towards this. So there was some horrific acts uh, during this time, especially about child labor. Uh, o, what that did was it, it led us towards organizing unions that did strikes and rallies, et cetera, that turned it around, made us face these things that we were doing, and then eventually changed some of the uh, incredible laws and gave us some of the things that we really enjoy. And that led us to uh, N, which is a national holiday, that finally in 1894 we created the national holiday of uh, Labor Day. And the reason I really wanted to talk about it today was I don't want people to forget our past because I don't want us to think about Labor Day was just a, a cool end of the summer three-day weekend. Let's have a good time. There was so much more to it. And um, I think we made some mistakes and we corrected a lot of those mistakes. We still have, as a country, we still have a lot of correcting to do. We still are, hopefully we're getting better and better and better. Okay. But I just want to kind of discuss this a little bit. Okay. So let's, um, I, I wanted to get right into the first one is B is barbecues, uh, the picnics, the parades, etc. I didn't see any parades this weekend, or I didn't really even hear of many parades. I I think it's still kind of on the low. Yes, kind of COVID. Because of the yeah. Yes, exactly. No yeah. one's no one's doing the parades. Uh, but the barbecues, I think this uh, weekend we had big uh, ideas of barbecuing. We had uh, ideas of uh, grilling and stuff like that, which never came, came to be. We but, cooked inside the house. Oh, we took the dogs for a walk, and of course you could always smell the grills going. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. So everything just smelled good. My wife had made something. She made these burgers and broccoli and 
and she roasts these tomatoes. And I was outside. It smelled incredible. Wow. All right. So uh, she said, I, I guess that was me. You're not smelling the neighbor's house. So, so <laughs> yes, it was it was absolutely tremendous. So that's so I did get a burger in for oh. uh, for Labor Day weekend. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, but it's interesting because, like I said, this is this is the end of summer. We look at this and we say, is this it? All right. Kids are back in school. And many people start becoming depressed at this time of year. I get more depressed around the time change. Yes. So I don't know. When is that? November? October? Yeah, I think probably the beginning of November. Because it gets darker so much later. Yeah. That's when I start to, I really, really feel it. Right. And so I think it's cool that we talk about this because... If we know that we're heading into this season where depression starts coming into play, we should start combating that a little bit. And so you think about this. This is this is not our last holiday, all right? There's still so much going on through the rest of the year. Sure, we started work, and like you said, oh, tomorrow you're going back to the office, right, after a three-day weekend. But it's you get to see your other family, your work family. So there's some positives there. Uh, kids are going back to school. They've started uh, going back to school already, and they get to see friends. They get to see these new teachers taking these new classes, these new this new uh, uh, you know learning experience and everything. And there's such so much positive to it. And I think all of us have to start viewing it more in a more positive way, and not allow anyone to go, "Oh, I can't believe I got to go to work tomorrow." <laughs> all right, or "Oh, I got to go to school." Okay applaud it it's fantastic because that's how we continue to grow all right and work you know if we didn't have work we wouldn't have a labor day would we (laughs) you like that huh (laughs) so let's get right into this so what what do you think about our history of uh the idea of how we grew this is a that agriculture versus manufacturing all right the idea here that this was a country based so much on agriculture because our you know our land was so fertile and we could grow so much and uh over time humans become more uh ingenious and they start inventing and creating tractors and yes exactly there was all kinds of stuff to make life easier and it was the same type of thing we started using metals more to start building things and automating things And so factories were built, and we started digging coal out of the ground to burn coal to create energy. And uh, we started building cars, and it was the whole idea of the assembly line was created. And all of this, when you think of this, you're like, wow, this is tremendous. Like, we're moving and shaking. This country is just really becoming something incredible. Now, the Industrial Revolution started in Europe, and it took a little while before it got to the United States. But we took over, and we jumped into it, and we were growing and shaking, and And we're still such an incredible country. We lost some manufacturing over the years, but I believe manufacturing is coming back so strong in the United States again because we're coming to the realization we still have to make things. People still need things. All right, so this was an incredible, incredible thing. We didn't lose the agriculture. Just the world kind of changed, and people were making a lot of money through agriculture, and now they were making money through manufacturing. And then distribution. And before you know it, you know, the railroad lines uh, were crossing the country so we could move stuff from place to place. Uh, We're lucky because we're in the Chicagoland area. And so we were a hub for railroad uh, because we were right by Lake Michigan. 
And so we had oh, shipping. Ships. Exactly. And so uh, Chicagoland was such an incredible hub, such an, uh, a great spot to be. We were known at some points as the meatpacking uh, oh. uh, city of the world, yeah, something yeah. like that, because all the cattle and uh, that would come and it would come to our spot for the slaughtering houses in Chicago because we had a, the best distribution system. We could send it out via water or rail. All right, so this was an incredible part in this country where there's booming and growth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then that turned into C, all right, so that was B-A, and now C turned into child labor. Because at that point, machines didn't do everything. We still needed operators, people, to operate those machines, and they were looking for the cheapest labor possible. And I read some of these stories, and they're heartbreaking. Um, there's still countries going on that these yes. poor children, they don't have a choice. Right. Well, at, and what we went through was you're talking about a little over 100 years ago. We were in that same situation that we were putting kids to get put kids to work. All right. Five, six year old kids working as long as 14 hour days. I mean, can you imagine a five year old child saying you're working in the factory today? Yeah. Okay. And you're right, there's places in, in around the world that do that. But I believe that we have to be able to say, you know what, we went through that. We did that. We understand. And then we came to the realization that this was wrong. Yeah. And but, too, you got to think about the um, the children in farm families and stuff. They help the, the yes. farm. And, yeah, there are probably five-year-olds saying, okay, come on, you got to help, help yes. farm. you got to get out. Right. And they're working 12 hours. But it is a little different than in a factory in a sweat house, Without and that you're 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 helping the family work. But right, they, because because what you were doing is you're growing and you're putting food on your own table. Correct. Uh, the toughest part about the child labor was it was such unsafe working conditions, yeah. and and they they brought in kids because they didn't need skilled labor. They just needed somebody to fill a spot and do something. All right, in a farm, what was happening was. The families were teaching the next generation that they were the ones going to Correct. take over take the farm. Take over the farm. Exactly. And yeah, I can you just imagine saying, I'm gonna go out in the field and work a couple hours before I come back into the house uh to get breakfast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and this is a backbreaking work on a farm, without a doubt. And it was all of this tough, tough work constantly. And it was and it wasn't just children. It was it was every single race that they could find to put them to work. It was uh, putting women to work. It was everything and anyone that they could put into a spot to get the product out as cheaply as possible. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a rough time because nobody oversaw it. The government, there was no need for the government to get involved at that time because it had never, we had never experienced this before. So uh, it took some time before some changes could happen. All right. Uh, on, on this side note, when, what was the youngest you were? What was your first job? How old were you? Uh, well, I was 16. Well, besides babysitting, okay, of course. Sure. But um, because you weren't allowed to work unless you were 16, right, right. you had it proof. So my first job was working at Wendy's. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right. So I would say I was in sixth grade was the first time that I ever got a job. And I had this mentality and a lot of the kids had this mentality. We wanted to earn our own money. We wanted to get a job. And I think everyone in our neighborhood had a paper route where it was then 
uh, people got to uh, the newspaper and little kids, we rode our bikes with a bag of papers in front of it, or sometimes we had to carry the bag and we delivered newspapers from house to house. So we all had that. But I remember in sixth grade, and it was such a, a, oh my God, such a story, is I walked out of the school and a guy pulls up in a station wagon completely filled with these little boxes, everything, the front, the back of the station wagon, the back seat, the the front seat, you know, the passenger seat had, had boxes in there. And he leaned over, rolled down the window, and he yelled to us kids, which one of you kids want a job? I'm, I look, I need somebody to help me. So I right away, well, I will, I will. A he perfect opened, stranger. Exactly. <laughs> yes. He pops open the door, pushes some of the boxes on the, on the floor and says, get in. And I get in the car. You got into a straight. Completely. Oh my. All right. And so you got to figure sixth grade. So I was probably about 11 years old. All right, jumped in his car. You, no, drove no off. questions. No questions. Just like just boom. jumped in and took off because I want to make some money. Exactly. Oh my goodness. And right, right. And so as a as a parent now, as an adult, I look back and I was like, oh my god, I wish I was there. I wish I could have grabbed little Marty and pulled him away. So you can't do that. Obviously, thank God, knock on wood, nothing happened to me. All right, the guy did have somebody. He needed somebody to pack little these little boxes for him. All right. While he was uh, creating them, I can't remember exactly what they were, but that was my first job that I did that. And I think then I finally came home real late. And I think my mom and dad were like, you cannot work for a complete stranger like that. You can't so, hop in a car and exactly. a complete stranger. <laughs> he didn't even need to offer you candy. He's like, hey, you yeah, want a job? You want a job? Sure. That was it. That was it. I just jumped right in. And so, uh, but that, that hunger for work, the hunger for just doing stuff like that was was in me. Now, I already mentioned Lauren once in here, but she's another one, uh, my daughter, who is hungry for work. She has her own little business where she bakes. Oh. All right, so I told her that she had better bake me cookies. And you know what she should do? She should bake cookies for you, Tiffany, you know, so I could bring them, bring them here. Do you, what type of cookie do you oh, like? Oh, my all-time favorite probably yeah. is oatmeal raisin. Oatmeal raisin. Oh, you know what? I love oatmeal raisin, too. I like the chewy oatmeal raisin. Yes, yes. Uh, and... You know what's really funny about this? I believe that Lauren absolutely hates those. She believes anyone who puts a raisin in a cookie is like, it's it's the worst thing you could possibly do. Uh-huh. Okay, you know how a lot of people say they bite into a, an oatmeal raisin cookie thinking they're chocolate chips and uh-huh. they're raisins. There's right, something so about the raisin that just I, has a little... I, I like them. I love them. Yeah. I like so oatmeal raisin. You know what I really like about it is because I can fool myself into thinking that I'm eating healthy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That brown sugar now and all yeah. that butter... Exactly. It's all good. Well, you know, butter is dairy. Butter is, yeah, exactly. It it's is dairy. Fine and brown sugar. It's, it's molasses. It's a, yeah, exactly. So it's all natural. Yeah, that's good. And it's got oatmeal, a lot of carbs there that are going to be good for you. Raisins, yeah. dried fruit. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a perfect cookie. Perfect. It shouldn't even be called cookie. It should just be called a little bite of heaven. All a right, little bite of heaven with a cup of tea. All right. So you hear that, Lauren? You have to make uh, M- Tiffany and myself a batch of oatmeal raisin cookies for next week's show. All right. And then we, 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 we will do is we'll try them and we'll, uh, we'll tell, tell the world if we really like them. All right. So oh. you're on. All right. You no like pressure them. or anything. No pressure. She <laughs> does make some of the best cookies I've ever eaten. Oh, I'm so, very good. So I look forward to that. That's why I had to mention it, hoping that she's baking me cookies right now. Yeah. And they're probably not going to be oatmeal raisin. No, but you know what? I'll eat anything. Oh, that I she do makes. love my cookies. Yes, exactly. I do love my cookies. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's getting back to the child labor. 
Now, Lauren's a little older than that. I think Lauren is 15 now. And so I say think because, you know, I'm the father. I don't really, I don't understand age. You know, that she could be eight. Okay. <laughs> no, she's a little older than She that. starts dating. Uh, why yeah. are you dating my eight-year-old? Right, right. <laughs> she told so, me she was 15. What are you talking about? Me calling her eight? Probably she just turned the station off. Okay. <laughs> no cookies for you. No, exactly. So just make them for Tiffany. All right. So, uh, so Tiffany. So, what about what was the what was the most fun job you've ever had? Wow. Okay. Probably when I was an extra in the Batman movie with Heath Ledger. No way. That was probably the most fun. Okay. See that to me that's incredible. Why did you not share this ahead of time? Um, like in uh, in previous shows, this is an awesome. Well, Tell me. I think I mentioned that I was an extra before. I don't, know. I don't know. See, that means you weren't paying attention. Probably not. Okay. Okay. Um, but I was. I I would do extra work for like commercials, TV shows, right. and and stuff. But um. So can we see you in the movie? Um, I saw myself on the big screen. Yes. Um, I don't know now on the TV because it kind of gets shrunk oh, a little bit. So you're all, so you. So, but if I watch it on a wide screen. Possibly. Like what so, scene? What I'm scene in the. Um, Everyone, pay attention. This is very important. <laughs> this is this is not just some little community radio station. So, we have a celebrity here. Oh gosh, it she was, was so on funny. the big screen with Heath Ledger. I was, and yeah. uh, Christian Bale and oh. Megan Gyllenhaal. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Um, right. So it was like a three day shoot, and okay. it was all night. Yes. And the first night it was very boring because okay. it's all night, and it's just it was. So the second night, um, we're. At the, it's the party scene. Yes. When the Joker comes in, and then that was yes. their first fight. And uh, I'm right where um, the Joker and Maggie Gyllenhaal are talking. Okay. And, um, oh, my gosh. It, he was, Heath Fletcher was just, even in between takes, yes. he was amazing. Oh, I love Heath Fletcher. Amazing. Yes. And then um, the makeup person would come along and spray water, so his makeup would kind right, of, right. like, do that. And then his okay. hair to make it all... And it was, um, so each take, each take, we would do six takes okay. of the same thing. And yes. then the camera would move and then we'd do another six takes so they could pick. Gotcha. It, it was very, very long night, okay. but so interesting. And then they had um, the fight scene where Joker's people came out and then Batman comes in. Yes. And they're doing, and it's like a dance. It's yes. amazing. And were you in that scene too? Well, I was, yeah, because yeah. it's during the party scene. Okay. And so... We're, and they're right in front of us. So if the camera scrolls around, yes. I'm in a pink dress with my okay. hair up. There you go. Pink dress, your hair up. Yeah. How, we're, now, you're, you're fairly tall. Yes. Okay. So how, were, how tall were you compared to the people around you? Um, that's a very good question because usually I stand above everybody. Right. Um, but I was around um, some guys that were tall. Okay. That were about my so height or a little bit taller. Pink dress, yeah. your hair is up. So now, yes. I, and I'm going to watch this movie like right yeah. away. Yeah. All right. I'm going to I'm going to talk to my son who's a big movie buff. Oh. To watch it and get that so, spot. So, um, another little story was in between the um, takes. Um. When they were getting all the cameras all adjusted, we were on our little break. And so I was sitting down kind of by this bar trying to stay awake because it was. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do people stay awake? They're working all <laughs> night. How do they? Because we're only allowed to work three days, but the actors could work every day. Okay. And so you're working these long hours. And I'm kind of talking to myself because I do that a lot. <laughs> sure. And I'm like, how does people stay awake? 
And right underneath me, sitting on the floor, it's Heath Letcher <gasps> saying, come on, coffee, start taking effect, Ta- start taking effect. He's drinking coffee, but it, it was just us two, and I had no idea. So I don't know if he was kind of answering me because I was talking to myself out yeah. loud, but it, it was a very surreal oh. situation. And super nice guy. And really? Maggie Gyllenhaal was really nice. Christian um, Bale, he was kind of in his own little world. Yeah, I think he's he's one of those actors that yeah. have to really get into yeah. the Yeah, and he, he was. I mean, he wasn't rude or anything like no. that, but he was uh, just in his thing. But Heath Ledger and Maggie Gyllenhaal, very, oh. very nice people. We should do an entire show just on, on Heath Ledger. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic. actor. Fantastic. so sad that we lost him. Oh. I did when my brother told me, and I'm like, "You're kidding me!" And he's like, "No." I'm like, "Oh my god!" I was, I was so sad because like I felt like I had a little personal connection sure, with him. Sure, sure. So I'll tell you what, I want to hear more about this, but let's take a little break and hear hear from some of the friends of the station. Oh, all right. And we are back. Hello again, everybody. I yeah. never get tired of that song. I know you absolutely <laughs> love that song. I'm sitting I, here dancing, bobbing my head. I love playing that song and just watching you <laughs> bop your head and dance along with that song. <laughs> All right. So uh, today uh, is Labor Day, everybody. Happy Monday. Happy Labor Day. Uh, you are listening to WRLR 98.3 FM. Every Monday night, the show is called Bacon Bits with me, Marty Jalove, Master Happiness, and Tiffany. And we are here to help you navigate your paths of happiness. Put a little smile back on your face, a little skip in your step. Just enjoy the day. There's so many reasons to not enjoy the day, so many reasons to frown. But what we're going to do is we're going to turn that all around for you. We want you to smile. We want you, you, we want your life to sizzle. There you go. Awesome job, Tiffany. I knew you could do that. <laughs> all right. So anyway, we were talking today about Labor Day how we got to this place and so we've been talking about some some of the dark side of it the idea of child i'm sorry i forgot to speak there for a moment oh that happens yes so we were talking (laughs) a little bit about child labor laws the long hours the low wages the unsafe working conditions it was just a really tough time in in uh the history of this country and it's the same that is done in many other countries and it was the same that was done in many other countries at the same time but you know what? We're here in the United States, so we're talking about us and why we created Labor Day. So as we went through this, B was for barbecues and picnics, etc. Because that's how we we picture Labor Day so often. C or A is agriculture versus manufacturing. Our country was changing, and we were growing, and we were becoming more industrious, and it was a wonderful time for many people. But C, we talk about child labor, those long hours, those low wages, unsafe. Conditions we were still learning and we were making a lot of mistakes. So that brings us to O now, Tiffany. O is uh, the or- organized unions started uh, strikes and rallies, and they what they said was we have to fight back. Somebody had to speak up for the little guy. Somebody had to make changes, and what they had to do was really uh, be very loud. And it was a very tough time because what they had to do was they had to fight the idea ideology of manufacturers and big business owners as well as the government and saying look you have to step in here and change some uh, rules and make some laws to protect people here all right and so when we think about this kind of stuff uh i ask people right away is you know some people say they're pro-union some people are saying oh we don't really like the unions we don't like you know and i think it's based on what you hear from what unions are doing unions are still run by people 
all right? And people are going to make mistakes. People are going to do some good things, etc. But at this time in the life of this country, we needed those unions to really yeah, step back up. back then, absolutely. Without a doubt. They need to step up and make these things absolutely happen, all right? Uh, and so what they did was they they fought for things. They raised that age so that these little kids didn't have to work like that. That gives that, those kids an opportunity to go to school and to learn something new so that they could uh, give back to society. But then I was thinking, too, maybe these kids had um, were helping to bring in money to the families that oh, really, really needed with, it. Without a doubt. But the problem was when you have a, uh, a large company at that point in time that they have free reign to hire whoever they want, they know they can pay a child a lot less money yes. than they pay an adult. So what was happening was those kids uh, were being put into positions where maybe an adult was going to be there and the kid got paid nothing. Yeah. All right. And it was almost to the point of, you know, uh, they were they were excused. Yeah. Uh, many, many people died. I mean, many oh, children the safety died. Things. Oh, my God. And it's because they just said, well, we can always make more children. All right. It's it's a, it's just that's why I said it's such a horrific uh, time frame. And now we talk about kids and uh, kids. Some kids are very eager to work. And some kids uh, are not. not exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I always look at it. And Tiffany, you know, the way I, I view life is you're always in one of three spots. All right. You are either uh, basting, tasting or wasting. All right. It's all about the bacon, Tiffany. So <laughs> what I'm saying is we all want to be the tasting. We want to be eating the bacon. Right. Uh, we want to be sitting at the table eating bacon. And again, I'm going to do a call out to Lauren if she's still listening, because Lauren seems to be the only one in my house who eats bacon with me. Oh, Lauren. Okay. And by the way, I do not want bacon in my oatmeal raisin cookies. Thank you. But, but Lauren, I want bacon in my <laughs> oatmeal uh, raisin cookies. Anyway, so uh, so what I mean by tasting is everyone wants to eat the bacon. Everyone wants to enjoy and enjoy and enjoy. But doesn't want the work. Exactly. So what we want to do is we have to uh, understand that sometimes we're tasting, sometimes we're eating the bacon, sometimes we're doing those things we love to do, like napping, like taking the day off, okay? That's the stuff we want to do. But we also have to be do the basting. In other words, preparing. We have to do the work. We have to do the things that we don't necessarily like to do in order to get to the place we want to be. And right. then lastly, if you're not in one of those two positions, if you're not basting or tasting, then you are wasting, all right? You are wasting time. And I'm always telling people, that I want you to, at any point during the day, ask yourself, am I wasting time right now or am I doing what's necessary to get to where I want to go? And sometimes napping is exactly what you need to do. Sometimes we need to relax. So napping to me is not a waste of time. Uh, watching Netflix is not a waste of time because sometimes you need to escape the real world, Correct. unwind, and just recharge those batteries and keep and keep moving forward. Yes. All right. So. Uh, just ask yourself at any given time, is this what I want to do? Did I do all the work necessary to get to this point, to be successful so I could taste the bacon? Okay. Or am I doing the stuff that's necessary? Am I basting, preparing, uh, creating, building, working hard to get to the point? Uh, or am I wasting time? And the, the, the more we can identify where we're at, the better off we're going to be. Hmm. Okay. And we'll be more, more and more successful every single time. All right. So, uh, Wow, I got off on a great tangent there. I, I love those tangents. <laughs> All right. So anyway, when we were looking at the oh, organized unions helping people, there was so much going on in there. And uh, during this time, aside from just child labor laws, 
they were moving towards uh, hiring people by uh, race, and they viewed every race, they, they stepped on races, all right? And there was times that it was, the railroad was a big a big thing. And the reason I'm bringing up the railroad is because it was finally, I believe it was the Pullman Railroad, uh, the Pullman uh, workers that uh, helped really change things. That was, a, that was a big monumental strike that went on. Uh-huh. And the railroad workers, for the longest time, there were uh, African-Americans, Irish, uh, and they were pushed down. And when these people would step up and say, we're not going to take this, uh, at, the, at that point, then they brought in all these Chinese people. And it was looking at every race as a lower, uh, uh, a lower human being. Like, we're not going to, uh, you know, we can use them for labor. And so we went through this, and we still are growing and changing and learning from this. And so many times we, we try to treat people the same way, and, and some people feel like they're not being treated the same way, and sometimes we're not treating people the right way. Okay, so this is not what this show is about. This show is just about how we have grown a lot in this country, but we still have a long way to go. And so many races have been stepped on uh, in order for some company to move forward and to build on the backs of these people. And that was wh- whether it's on race, whether it's on sex, whether it's on age, it was it was some rough times. And so thank goodness we finally straightened a lot of that out. All right, so that's O, and that brings us right to N, which is the national holiday. All right, and that finally was put into place in 1894. Okay, question. Uh, yes. I have a, see if you know the answer to yes. this. What state was um, the... Uh, was the first state to have it as an official holiday. I'm going to guess it was Massachusetts. No. It was New York. No. All right. What? Oregon. Really? Oregon. 1887. Wow. wow. Okay. I did not know that. I thought it was I thought it was on the East Coast. Yep. Oregon was um, declared Labor Day as an official holiday in 1887. But you, then it was a national holiday yes. in 1894. There you go. Yes. I, exactly. It took some time for us to finally say, as a nation, we are going to celebrate this. And what it did is it really drove home the idea that we do have to take care of our workers. I mean, our workers are the backbone of this country. You put these workers down. You put them out. We cannot move forward. We can't continue to grow. So uh, everyone out there who is saying, I love this three-day weekend. Yes, this is very special because of Labor Day. But if it wasn't for those unions, those rallies, those fights, those strikes. The mobs that took care of the unions, <laughs> yes, you know, with yes. the, the, the uh, cement on the feet and oh my trying gosh. to get you're rid making, of them. You're going to make this even darker than Well, really. you know, the there union this, and the mob. Well, all right. There was just, <laughs> I, I, I love the union workers and all the work that you've done in the past. Tiffany's the one. Who, oh, who, I was union. Yes. All right. Okay, so that's that's fine. All right, so um, anyway, what I wanted to say was that we need to thank them for this idea that we have weekends. It used to be that you worked seven days a week. There was no Saturday and Sunday off. All right, what happened was the the factory workers, the farmers, etc., everyone worked seven days a week, and they worked long hours. They created the eight-hour work or the 40-hour work week so that you only worked eight Eight hours hours a day. All right. As opposed to a uh, a business owner would say, I want you to work 14 hours a day or 12 hours a day. No overtime. No overtime. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I'll find somebody else. There was nothing to protect them. Right. So there was all kinds of stuff. Uh, Sick time. 
paid time off. All of that kind of stuff was what they fought for because they continued to fight for the rights of the worker, the protected worker. And so a lot of people right now, they say, oh, we're not, we don't have unfair wages. Well, then I can I say continue the fight. Continue. Make it make us uh, an even playing field because we have to continue to fight for to protect ourselves. If there is something that's wrong out in the world, we have to say something. We can't allow it to continue. Okay. So um, I believe that there's just there's uh, got to be a way that we can work together. And uh, there's always going to be somebody who's going, we can't pay so much for this. We can't pay too little for this. So, but you do have to be able to speak up. And thank goodness that there are places that will allow you to speak up, uh, like radio stations, like rallies, like strikes, etc. So there's plenty of places like that uh, that we've changed quite a bit. And I'm just so glad that now there's this national holiday. And I just wanted to make sure that the people actually knew what this was all about, what mm-hmm. this day was about. Um, Labor Day is also considered the unofficial NFL season kickoff. There you go. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Um, the first Waffle House was opened on Labor Day in 1955. Wow, in 1955. How yeah. many Waffle Houses do you think there are? I have no idea. But isn't it more Southern? Yes, it is. More, the, it's definitely more Southern. I've never been. I've You've seen them. You've never been? No, oh. but I've seen. I drove past. They're tiny. Yes, yeah, because there's not much to them. I mean, they pretty much serve waffles. Oh, really? Yes, uh, but they serve, like, chili and fries, too. Oh. So you can have uh, waffles with almost anything on them. Oh. Yes, yes. I know chicken and waffles is, like, is big. very big. Yes, big. yes. Um, oh, boy, that was in what Georgia. Was the first Waffle House okay. is in Georgia. What's really fun also is to, uh, I'll drive down south to uh, Memphis, a little city outside of Memphis where my sister lives. And so we do play the game where we count the Waffle House. Oh, really? Yes, because you look at those. And then it's even more fun when you go at night and see what they what the signs say, because sometimes the lights are out. And so there was one time, you know, you oh. see one that's called the house. Oh. Okay, so uh, the WAF is is put out to the house. So I tried tricking my wife into saying I was taking her to a, uh, a, French. a French restaurant, the <laughs> house, but she realized she it was realized the it. House. Uh... Okay, so uh, yes, my wife loves waffles. So I guess we're going to have waffles and cookies probably yeah. when I go home tonight. Maybe there'll be waffles and cookies. Oh, waiting maybe, for me. maybe. Yes. Okay, something that is you probably know, but Lauren probably knows because she's a girl. Um, <laughs> the, and there's a commercial out. It, I love it. It's a Twizzler commercial. Okay. And it's a gentleman sitting on the beach. Yes. And he's thinking. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I just, every time I see it, it cracks me up. He goes, why is it that you can't wear white after Labor Day? Yes. So that's, that was something else about wearing white. But I think it's more um, white pants and white shoes after Labor Day. Okay. But that commercial just cracks me up every single time I see it. I laugh so hard because he's so serious. He's eating this licorice and look. Yes, yes. Why can't we wear white after labor? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not really big into white pants, but uh, you know, or or I mean, obviously I'll wear gym shoes, which are white. Mm-hmm. All right, but not white shoes. Yeah, like yeah. white heels, pumps, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not going to wear pumps or heels. You're not going to wear pumps. No, and no heels. probably. I'm not. sure you'd look cute in them. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> But I think that's always for Labor Day thing. So, so is that is that still true? Because I'm gonna I'm going to lean towards you as the fashion expert okay. out of the two of us. Can you wear white after Labor Day now? It, dead I'm old, air. I'm dead air. <laughs> I'm old school, and I'm going to say no. Really? Okay. Unless maybe I would in um, 
maybe somewhere warm. Okay. Florida, an island, you know, vacation yes. time. Maybe you could wear white sandals with white shorts or yes. white capris, that kind of thing. But the age I so am. When is, when is the day that you can start wearing white? Um, I believe Memorial Day. Okay, so between Memorial Day and Labor Day, you can wear white. Yes. All right, well, now my daughter is getting married in November. This November. This November, and it's in Florida, so it's a destination (gasps) wedding. Oh. And it's in Florida, so I'm thinking I'm okay to wear white there. I think so, because it is a warmer climate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, because you remember Nate was here last week. Nice guy, nice guy. He passed. Yes, he did pass. That would have been a horrible uh, wedding in November. They're going to be getting married in a Waffle House in Florida. Oh. That's going to be nice, isn't it? Yes, and the reception (laughs) meal is going to, and the wedding cake is going to be a giant waffle. Oh, can you imagine how wonderful that's going to (laughs) be? Lucky her. Yes, yes. So what other quotes do you have for us? Um, Labor Day is the unofficial end of hot dog season. No. Yeah. I didn't realize hot dogs had a season. Yeah, I didn't realize either. But it's um, between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Americans eat about 7 billion hot dogs. In one sitting. Yeah, right. Yeah, They must get really full. Exactly. Um, So what do you put on your hot dogs? Oh, I shouldn't say. Oh, then I know what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to (sighs) say. Ketchup. Okay. Sorry. Mustard, relish, and a pickle. There you go. All right, that's that's fine. So I was also. Interested. I know it's the whole ketchup thing. I know, I know. It's it's a Chicago thing. You're not allowed to put yeah. ketchup on it. I I really like my hot dogs with just relish and mustard, but I have no problem. You want to put you want to put uh, you know ketchup on it or catsup, either one, <laughs> or you want to put pineapple on your hot dog. Go for it. You know why? Whatever. Because we're in the U.S. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and people fought. For those uh, hot dog vendors to work out there yeah. and uh, serve us, you know, and they're laborers, so I'm going to eat it however I want. Yeah. I wonder, you know, they probably are like, oh, sorry, we don't have ketchup. There are some there, places, actually, yes. they don't carry right. ketchup. Exactly. For that. So, yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, another quick tip. Yes. Um, they have been thought that Toronto, Canada in 1872 was um, Labor Day first. Okay. They, that they were going to have the Labor Day first before uh, U.S. Uh, before uh, Oregon. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So that was that, that could be. Okay. But you know what? We made it really famous. I, I, I mean, think I we love did. my all my Canadian friends, but you know what? U.S. We made Labor Day very. You know, we made it a, a fun holiday, right? It is fun. Yes. Do you have any other quotes, or that was your, um, that was your, those were your big no, ones? Uh, well, I love I, that. I have um, a quote from Oprah. Okay. Let's see if I can. The big secret in life is that there is no big secret. Whatever your goal, you can get there if you're willing to work for it. Oh, all right. I'll buy that. Yeah. Thanks, Oprah. Um, The price of success is hard work, dedication, the job at hand, and the determination that whatever we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. That's a little bit much for a T-shirt, but I, I like yeah. that quote, too. Yeah. And then uh, your work is going to be um, filled a large part of your life, and the only truly satisfied to do what you believe is great work is the only way is to do great work is to love what you do. That's yes. a mouthful. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Steve Jobs. Yes, I would agree with that.
And um, I, I'm so much into that. You know my company, Master Happiness. We we pitch this all the all the time. I ask people right away, what's your bacon? The idea is what's the thing that wakes you up in the morning, gets you excited, gets you pumped, gets you wanting to do what you want to do? See, it's tough, though. Why? To figure out what what your point is absolutely right on. But it's hard for someone to actually know what their bacon is. No, see, that's the problem is a lot of people, they, they fight it. All right. They, they fight it. Yeah, exactly. Because they go, oh, it's too difficult. I can't figure this out. I can't do this. No, what you have to do is people want to jump right to the finish line. And they want to say, I have to find something I'm going to love to do and then find that as a job. Yes. Okay. And I'm saying, no, no, no. There's a, there's a process you go through. And the first process is just start thinking about the things you love to do. Don't start thinking, what can I do for a living? Just start making the list of the things that you that make you happy, that bring you joy. Just start with that. Make that list. And I'll tell you, um, and I've said this on the show before plenty of times, make that list if for no other reason, when you're feeling down, you can look at that list and say, wow, these are all the things that go on in my life that bring me joy. These are the things that make me happy, make me smile. So keep that list, and you keep adding to that list every day. Once you have that list of the things you love to do, then you start making a list of the things that you're really good at. This is when you're starting to turn it into your occupation. So you start looking at things that you're good at and find the things that you're good at and the things that you love to do. See how they mix together. Okay, what if you think you might be good at something, but technically, from an outsider, you're really not that good at it. Okay, that's that's very possible. But now, how do you know? Now, well, all right. At this point, don't worry about that. Oh, okay. Right now, just are you good at it? All right. For instance, the um, I, I mentioned the the rolling bar that I was making today, and it was so funny. There was these rough cuts. There's these rough spots that you know just look awful. And my wife goes, "Oh, I kind of like the way that that looks because it is an old. It's an old bar. It, uh, bar. It's supposed to look. Yeah, it's supposed to look rustic, and uh, it's made from old pallets. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's going to be covered up with another trim piece." Okay, because I don't want people to see that. There's certain things that the rough edges and the and the screw heads and stuff that look okay, but other things I don't want it to look too sloppy. So when I look at this, I go, I would I wish I was an incredible carpenter. I wish I could I could just cut things and understand the way that wood bends and attaches and stuff and make these things pristine. But I don't have the desire to do that. So what I do is I create something that I think is beautiful, makes me happy, and other people look at it makes and makes them happy. So that's good enough. So when I so to answer your question is what if I don't know I'm good enough? If that's just, if this is the best I could do, the important thing is it's bringing me joy. Mm-hmm. It's bringing me joy and I can build it. I I have the ability to build it and I can make this and it looks really nice. So that's all I'm worried about at this point. I'm not worried about, I'm suddenly not going to build these things and make this my living. That's not what we want to do. I, we don't want to jump to the end there and say, so how do you make money at this? How do you make money at this? No, no, no. Start doing that. And then you start working towards this whole idea of what does the world need? Does the world need these? All right? Because if the world needed these and I was I, and they made me happy making them and uh, I was good at making them and the world needed them, now you can start seeing how this is slowly going to become part of the occupation, my job, my business, all right? Because you first have to find what's your bacon, what's the thing that brings you that joy first, what you're good at doing, what you have the possibility of doing, and then what the world needs. Because you don't want to create something that the world doesn't need, okay? Uh, now, as far as, let's say you really love it, 
and you're and you think you're pretty good at it and the world needs it but then you realize over time no one's buying it from you and you ask why why is no one buying this and they go because you're really not that good at it okay okay you go back to step one reanalyze but also learn because if it's something you really love to do you'll want to learn to get better at and take a class exactly that's gotcha. it all right so you're going to keep moving forward we should work on that the entire thing there's a, a whole basis of a something called the Ikigai, which is a Japanese principle that I looked at and I kind of help people understand it, but there's some flaws in it and I go over into into detail with it. So I would go I would go over that with uh people plenty of times in my business. And maybe we should do an entire show on that. Well that All would right? be interesting. That would be cool. But now I'm looking at the time. We've got about a minute and a half here before we run out of time. Oh. And um so I just want to lay out one other thing. You know what? Aside from me being uh, laborist this weekend and my wife who's always just work 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 she enjoys it uh, even though she's probably rolling her eyes going I didn't enjoy all the work I do okay <laughs> my dog was very laborious this weekend too my dog killed his fourth skunk okay he tends to kill a skunk every year and so that means he gets sprayed I was going to say he oh, probably got yes. sprayed it is terrible it is terrible so that's a, that's a lovely way to end our show right so how did you Oh, it's it's all night. It's, it's, it's all night long. Peroxide and baking soda and uh, Dawn dish soap and all kinds of stuff. So it's nothing but fun. Wow! All right. So so this next song that was going to come up after us is is for Jack, the uh, skunk dog. Oh. All right. Well, you know what? The positive thing is, if he kills one skunk a year, he's done. Exactly. Done for the rest there of the uh, year. So <laughs> you, you at least you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again for this uh, this special Labor Day episode of Bacon Bits. I am Marty Jalove, Master Happiness, and with always... Tiffany! And we are here to help you navigate your paths of happiness and have a wonderful rest of the week, and we will talk to you next week on Monday. Happy Monday. Keep smiling. Bye-bye. <laughs>